Hey everybody and welcome to the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and this is it folks. We have reached the last week of the 2022 NPC season and the end of this year's rugby championship. So let's get right to it. We're going to start as we always do with the NPC where round seven finished up on Wednesday night when the Taranaki Unpredictables hosted the county's Manico Steelers. And this game was sloppy. I'm not certain what the equipment staff did to the ball before the game began, but I'm guessing that they slathered it in cooking oil or some other super slippery substance because for a game that did not take place in the pouring rain, both teams had real trouble with ball handling throughout the game. I don't have any idea how many knock-ons there were in the game, but I'm guessing that at some point, probably in the first half, even the scorekeeper gave up and stopped counting. It was that bad. Taranaki led by a hair at the half, which was kind of hard to believe given the number of times that they were inside the Steelers' 5-meter line. Seriously, this game could have been, and frankly should have been, a blowout for the Bulls. They could have, and I think should have won this game by 30 points. But it wasn't a blowout. At all. Because nobody could hang on to the ball. In the end, Taranaki did prevail literally stumbling into the 25-14 full-time score. The win for the Bulls formally ended the Steelers' admittedly slim hopes of making the postseason. But with that said, Steelers fans have a lot to be proud of this season. Their team played much better rugby than we've seen in recent years, and they have a lot to look forward to in 2023. Now, Round 8 began on Friday night in Christchurch with a preview of what might be a semifinal match in just a few weeks, as Canterbury hosted Auckland. And for the first 30 minutes of this game, it looked as though it might actually be Auckland's night. But then Canterbury got a penalty try, a blocked kick returned for another try, and before you knew it, it was 21-10 Canterbury at the break. The second half began with a simply insane drop kick by Alex Harford. Trust me, you, you just gotta go watch this one. But after that, the rest of the game was a lot closer to what I thought the game was gonna be like, both teams playing solid back-and-forth rugby, but in the end, Canterbury simply too much for Auckland. The full-time score was Canterbury 38, Auckland 20. The win guarantees Canterbury home field advantage throughout the playoffs, while the loss drops Auckland into third position in the Evens Conference with just one week to play. Saturday's action began in Taranga, site of this year's Battle of the Bays, which is, as I found out, an actual thing. I mean, come on, it kind of had to be, right? Anyway, Bay of Plenty Steamers hosted the Hawks Bay Magpies in a game with massive playoff implications for both teams. How did it go? Well, I stayed up late and watched this game live, and let me tell you, it was a heart-stopping, back-and-forth, hard-fought match between two evenly matched teams. Both teams made some amazing plays. Both teams made critical mistakes, and both teams had a chance to win the game at the end. But in the end, the Battle of the Bays this year went to the Steamers, who very literally held on for dear life and took the victory and the McRae Cup. Full-time score, Bay of Plenty 20, Hawks Bay 14. From the Bays of the Northeast, we move south to Tasman for a match between two teams who were literally fighting for their playoff lives. The Tasman Mako came into the game ranked fourth in the Evens Conference, and they were hosting the Northland Tanifa, who were right behind them in fifth. And as I noted last week, 
This was basically a win-or-go-home game for both teams, but most especially for the Mako. How did the game go? (laughs) Well, not how I thought it was going to go, that's for sure. The Mako smelled blood in the water from the opening kick. And Northland? Well, they're going to need a sturgeon after this bludgeoning. Do I have to do the fish jokes? Yes, of course I do. Anyway, this game finally had some good news for all of the Mako Mako fans. The Mako finally played like the team that I thought they were going to be all season. And folks, they have chosen the perfect time to come out of their shells. They were relentless on offense, racking up their biggest point total of the year by far, and they just plain dominated the frankly stunned Northland Tanifa. Full-time score, Tasman 52, Northland 17. Now, believe it or not, the result did not seal the fourth playoff spot for the Mako, nor did it mathematically eliminate the Tanifa. But we're going to get to that mess later. Now, finally, on Saturday, we had the second number one versus number two match of the weekend, this time in the odds conference, as the number two Wellington Lions hosted the number one Waikato Mulus. And for the second game in a row, this one really didn't go the way I thought it was going to. The weather was definitely an issue in this game, as the cold wind and rain oscillated the conditions between terrible and just plain god-awful. But you know what? Both teams had to operate in that weather, and I don't actually think it was a deciding factor. What was the deciding factor? Wellington's defense. Folks, Wellington has given up only 18 points and no tries in the last two weeks combined. And they've done that against two playoff teams. Like last week's victory in Hawks Bay, this game started off as a defensive war between two tough teams. In fact, 30 minutes in, the game was still tied at three. And 62 minutes in, it was still only a seven-point game. But then, well, Wellington finally broke through Waikato's defense, and Waikato just didn't have an answer. The full-time score is a lot more lopsided than the game was, due to two very late tries for the Lions, but in the end, the Lions roared, and the Mulus went home without a win for the second week in a row. Full-time score, Wellington 34, Waikato 6. And yes, this result really changed the playoff picture in the odds conference, but again, we'll get to that. Sunday's action began in Manawa 2, where the still winless but no longer hopeless Turbos had one of their last two chances this season to win a game. Unfortunately, they were facing an Otago team that was still very much alive in the race for the last playoff spot in the odds conference, and they were coming off a somewhat shocking upset win against Waikato. So what happened in this game? Well, I'm sorry to say that the Turbos just plain fell apart and fell back into that pattern that we saw them at the beginning of this season, a pattern where they simply were unable to play any kind of defense and were getting just plain blown out. Full credit to Otago, though. For the second week in a row, they faced the specter of elimination, and for the second weekend in a row, they have rather loudly cried, Hell no, not yet. Full-time score, Manawa 235, Otago 54. 
Now, next up, we're going to move over to North Harbor, where the hibiscus-clad harbor masters played host to the Taranaki Unpredictables. And finally, I get a game this weekend that went exactly the way I thought it would. North Harbor as a team has improved pretty dramatically over the course of this season, and as we approach the playoffs, they are a force to be reckoned with. Once again, they came out with an aggressive, fast-paced, attacking offense, and frankly, while the Bulls had their moments in this game, too often, they just didn't have an answer. Full-time score was North Harbor 35, Taranaki 19. The loss formally eliminated the Bulls from playoff contention, and I know that both they and their fans will be frustrated when they look back at 2022. For what it's worth, I think Taranaki absolutely does have what it takes to be a much better team in 2023, but they have got to be more predictable in the future. Finally, this weekend, we travel all the way to the rapidly thawing tundra of Invercargill, where the winless but proud and tough Southland Stags hosted the county's Manico Steelers in what was, in my opinion, the Stags' last and best hope for a win this season. The Stags have played some truly great rugby this year. They've played with grit, heart, and determination every week, and they've come oh so close to major upsets on several occasions. But this game, this was the game that I thought they had a real chance to win. And then they had to play it without their star player, Marty Banks, a.k.a. the legend of Marty Banks. Banks' season ended last week when he chased down a much younger, much faster player and made a try-saving tackle, but dislocated his shoulder in the process. And if that ends up being the last play of his career, and we certainly hope it doesn't, well then, what an incredible Roy Kent kind of exit for one of the game's most beloved players. But the Stags had to go on without him. And from the beginning, they played with the same purpose, determination, and heart that they've shown all season long. And it wasn't easy. The Steelers came with a team that was, on paper anyway, better than the Stags. But the Stags were once again not intimidated by the stats, and the game quickly became an evenly matched defensive war kind of game. Well, at least in the first half. Then, in the second half, a red card against the Stags seemed to seal their fate. It wasn't deliberate, but it was head-to-head contact, and the ref had little choice. The Steelers quickly went on a 21-0 run on the Stags while they were a man down, and it looked like the Stags might have to wait until 2023 to win their next game. But then, with only 13 minutes to play, back came the Stags. They closed this game with 17 straight points, and... Just as I predicted on this podcast last week, the Stags win. The Stags win. Oh my God, the Stags win. The Antlers are up in Invercargill today because for the first time in a year, the Stags are winners today. Good job, guys. Well done. Stags win. Now, before we talk about the playoffs or the games coming up, Let's quickly check in on my stats so far this season. Thanks to Taranaki's win on Wednesday night, I finished that round 7, 5, and 3. And in round 8 so far, I am... 5 and 2. Not bad. It brings me to 43 and 18 overall for the season. 
Now, let's take a moment and go over the rather complicated playoff picture. And we're going to start with the easy stuff. As of right now, only four teams have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. They are the Monowa Two Turbos, the Southland Stags, the County's Manico Steelers, and the Taranaki Bulls. Those four teams will be playing for pride this weekend, and maybe the chance to play spoiler to someone else. On the other side of the playoff picture, there's only one team that is absolutely guaranteed their spot right now no matter what, and that's Canterbury, which has already secured the number one seed overall. So, as I predicted over a month ago, the road to this year's NPC Championship will go through Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. Now, beyond those five teams, the playoff picture is, let's just say, extremely fluid. Let's start in the Evans Conference. Below Canterbury, North Harbor now holds a very slim lead in the number two seed. But they are very much in charge of their own destiny. If they win next week against Southland, they will be the number two seed in the evens, and they will host a playoff game. And in that case, watch out, because North Harbor has been oh so dangerous at home lately. Next, Auckland is currently sitting in the number three spot in the evens, and they would need to win and have North Harbor lose to move back into number two. If Auckland wins this week, worst case scenario, they end up in the number four spot, and they probably stay number three. But if they lose, and Tasman and Northland win, Auckland could finish all the way down in the number five spot and be out of the playoffs altogether. Still with me? Good, because this is where it gets really interesting. Tasman is currently sitting in that number four spot, and even if they win this weekend, Northland could still force them out of the playoffs by winning out. And remember, Northland has a Wednesday night game this week, so they have two games left to catch Tasman. In fact, if Northland managed to come up with two bonus point wins this week, and North Harbor, Auckland, and Tasman all lost, which is very unlikely, but possible, Northland could still make it all the way up to the number two spot in the evens, and host a playoff game. So Northland is going into this last week of the season knowing that they could finish anywhere between second and fifth in the conference. Now, if you thought that was crazy, wait till you hear about the odds conference. Because Wellington beat Waikato this weekend, the Lions are now currently ranked number one in the odds conference. But they do not control their own destiny. If the Lions win next week and Bay of Plenty either splits or loses both of their last two games, remember that the Steamers are the other team that's playing this Wednesday, and thus they still have two games to go. Then, the Lions would win the odds conference, and they would have home field through at least the semifinal round. But, if they lose, and either Bay of Plenty wins out, or splits, or Waikato wins, then Wellington could fall as far as the number three seed, and Bay of Plenty or Waikato could win the odds. And then they would have the home field advantage through the semifinals. And just to make that more fun, Waikato is playing Bay of Plenty this coming weekend. So the winner of that game is guaranteed to finish at least second. Waikato, currently number three, can still return to the top of the odds conference with a win against Bay of Plenty and a Wellington loss. But if they lose, then they stay number three and would have to travel to either Wellington or Bay of Plenty for the first round of the playoffs. Finally, And somewhat incredibly, Otago, note the shirt today, Otago is currently in the fourth spot in the odds conference, and they are entirely in control of their own destiny. 
If they win, they're in, and they will be the fourth seed in the odds. But if they lose and Hawks Bay wins, then they fall to fifth, and they're out. And finally, we come to Hawks Bay, who are now in the fifth spot in the odds and are on the outside looking in. The Magpies can still make the playoffs, but they have to win, and Otago has to lose. You got it? Good, because I am not going through that again. Now, let's finally have a look at the week ahead. Round 8 officially ends on Wednesday night as the Bay of Plenty Steamers will host the Northland Tanifa. As just noted, even though these two teams are in opposite conferences, the outcome of this game will have massive playoff implications for both teams and other teams. Who's going to win? Well, as surprising as Northland can be, they have definitely been stumbling to the finish line now, and I have to believe the Steamers are going to win this game at home. They're just too deep, too fast, too talented. Steamers win. And that brings us to the last weekend of the 2022 NPC regular season. I know, I know, I'm sad too. But it's been a spectacular season, so let's see how it ends. The last weekend begins with Hawks Bay hosting the Tasman Mako. Again, these two teams are in opposite conferences, but like the Bay of Plenty game on Wednesday, this game has huge implications for both teams and others. Hawks Bay must win to even make the playoffs. And it's a whale of a game for the Mako, too. As they battled Northland for the last playoff spot in the Evens Conference. Who do I think is going to win? Well, the Magpies have also stumbled recently. And the Mako have made a late-season surge towards the playoffs. But I don't see Hawks Bay losing this game, especially at home. Hawks Bay will find a way to win, and the Mako will find themselves in deep water. Saturday's action begins in Southland as the Stags will close out their season against North Harbor. The Stags will, I am sure, finish their season with the same dignity, class, and effort that they have so valiantly fought with this entire season, but against an improving, playoff-bound North Harbor team and in a game that has playoff implications for them. I'm sorry, Stag fans. Your season was so much better than your record, and you deserve better. But I gotta go with North Harbor here. North Harbor will win this game. Next up, Auckland will host the Taranaki Unpredictables in their last game of the regular season. And even if the Good Bulls show up, I can't imagine Auckland losing this game. Especially at Eden Park. Short prediction right here, Auckland wins. Finally on Saturday, Otago finishes their season at home, and maybe their season period, against Canterbury. Now, remember that in their last home game, just a couple of weeks ago, Otago pulled off the shocker of the year when they took down the defending champion Waikato Mulus, who were ranked number one at the odds conference at the time. Can they do the same to the number one ranked team in the evens conference? Yes! Yes, they can! I don't care what the stats say. Canterbury's already secured the number one seed, so they can rest a bunch of their players, and they probably will. And Otago will be at home, and their backs will be against the wall, and their playoff lives are in the balance, and I'm wearing my Otago shirt today, and you know what? I'm going to go with Otago. Otago wins this game. Yay, Otago! Now please, win the game. (laughs) All right. Finally... On Sunday, the last day of the regular season, we're going to start at County's Manico, where one more time, if you own one of the homes back here, call me. 
The Steelers will finish their season this year at home by taking on the Wellington Lions. And if the Lions think that this game will be a walk in the park just because they're at the top of the odds conference right now and Counties is out of contention, well, they need to watch the game between the Steelers and Canterbury a couple of weeks ago because this Steelers team, especially at home, is a lot tougher than their record implies. Still, the Lions are simply playing insane defense right now. And I don't think they're going to look past this game. The Lions are going to win it. Lions win. Next up, we brave through Auckland traffic, which is no mean feat for those of us who have done it, and we head up the road to Northland, where the Tanafa may or may not be ending their season at home against the Manawatu Turbos. Now, on paper, Northland should win this game easily. Then I think they will. In fact, unless they completely melt down and the Turbos suddenly find a way to stop anyone, the Tanafa will finish their regular season this year with a win at home. Northland will win. And finally, the 2022 NPC regular season comes to a close on Sunday night with what is easily my game of the week and could be the game of the year and might be a game for years uh, as the defending champion Waikato Mulus will play host to the explosive, fast, and fun-to-watch Bay of Plenty Steamers. This game could, and frankly it really should, be a barn burner. Both of these teams are going to the playoffs. In fact, it's not only mathematically possible that they could end up playing each other two weeks in a row, they could play each other next week in the playoffs. It's actually statistically quite likely. So who's going to win this game? Well, as you know, I have loved watching Bay of Plenty this year. They have been by far the most fun team to watch play. But can they come into Hamilton and beat Waikato at home? Well, they can. But the Mulus have just lost two road games in a row, and they are going to be highly motivated to win this game. I sincerely think that this game could be a game for the ages, a game that people might talk about for years to come. But in the end, I think Waikato is going to come out on top. The Mulus win this game. Now, before we sign off this week, let's quickly turn our attention to the end of the most hotly contested rugby championship ever. A reminder that just two weeks ago, all four of these teams had the same record, and only one point separated all of the teams. And then last weekend, New Zealand went into Melbourne and shocked the Wallabies at home in a win that was controversial to say the least, while South Africa brushed off a media firestorm surrounding some off-field activities and dismissed the Argentinian Pumas. So how did it all end this week? Well, we began in Eden Park, where the All Blacks haven't lost a game to the Wallabies since 1986. And just to put that amazing statistic into perspective, the last time the Australians won a game in Eden Park was the same year that they first exported Crocodile Dundee to the United States. And he now looks like this. So, yeah, it's been a while. How did this game go? Well... If you're going to watch it, especially the first half, make sure you have an extra canister of oxygen on standby because while there wasn't a lot of scoring early on, there was plenty of frenetic activity by both teams. A lot of energy, a lot of attacking offenses, some truly amazing defensive play, 
it was exhilarating and exhausting to watch. Eventually, the All Blacks did break away a couple of times, and they led 17-0 at the break. But we all know from last week, a 17-point lead against the Wallabies isn't enough. Except that, well, this time it was. The Wallabies got a couple of tries in the second half, but the All Blacks pretty much controlled the game there too, and the full-time score, All Blacks 40, Wallabies 14. And that score meant that all eyes were on Hollywood Betts Park in Durban to see if South Africa could not only win the game, but do it by enough to displace the All Blacks from the top spot and win the rugby championship. Put another way, every rugby fan in New Zealand suddenly became a diehard Argentina Pumas fan. And it worked. The Pumas held tough in this game, and they were really in it until there was about 20 minutes left. But even then, they didn't quit. And, importantly for the All Blacks and their fans, they kept the Springboks from running up the score just enough. In the end, the box did win the game, but the full-time score was just 38-21. to And that wasn't enough to get the box to the top. And that means that New Zealand are the winners of the 2022 Rugby Championship. New Zealand wins it! New Zealand wins it! Woo! (laughs) Oh! We... Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Congratulations to New Zealand, the All Blacks. Fantastic. I'll tell you what, a few weeks ago, very hard to believe that they were going to win, but they take it. The 2022 Rugby Championship Series winners, congratulations to them. Well, that's all I've got, folks. The NPC regular season ends this coming weekend. Who's going to win? Who's going to go home? We'll find out next time. And remember, ask your doctor if more rugby is right for you. If he says no, well, then you might need to find a new doctor. See you next time. We will cue the intro in three, two, one. People wonder what I'm doing before the show. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) They were relentless on offense, racking up their biggest point total. You've got to be kidding me. That was going perfectly. First half. Then, in the second half, a red card against the Sags. The Sags? One more time. The Sags? No, this is a good story. This is a great story for them. Why would you ruin that? Okay, we're going to one more time for that. Here we go. Okay, maybe a little water. Will water help? We think water will help. Water might help. And it's the emphasis. It's that, you know, they would need to win. <laughs> Did somebody poke you when you said, would need to win? Ho! Oh! <laughs> All right, seriously. Yes! Yes, I don't care what the stats say. Canterbury always has the number one seed secured. They're going to play a bunch of... They're going to... No. All right, try it again. Yes, yes, yes. Otago. To see a South Africa... Could... 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 Could...
you might need to find a... You might need to find a... There were English words in that. I mean, not in the thing just there, but before that, there were words in English. They just didn't get... One more time.